Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good morning, good afternoon. Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Bestselling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 90 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here is where we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, highlighting that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then to help transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday at blogtalkradio.com forward slash life transformation radio. You can also join our Facebook group, search Life Transformation Radio Community. Go ahead and join the group and join in, in the conversation. You can also subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and you can listen to us also on YouTube, search YouTube, Life Transformation Radio. Hit that subscribe button, never miss an episode. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing human beings have an impact in the world around them. And my guest today said exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that we bring on the show during our live broadcast, Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Go ahead and give us a call at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please have a welcome to the show. My guest for today, Matt Sweetwood. Matt, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Sean, how are you today? So glad to be here. I'm pumped to have you on the show, man. I feel like we've been trying to do this for a while, maybe. Uh, we met a couple of years ago at an event, and I loved what you had to offer. I loved everything you had talked about. And, uh, you know, such is life. You know, we get disconnected. Life happens. But I'm excited to be reconnected with you and to get updated on uh, on what the past couple of years have been like. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride. I think you know a lot of people can say that given the times. Can you imagine? You know, when we met at that <laughs> conference, where we'd be today? Who would have predicted the uh, the run of events that happened? Right? No way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this was on anybody's radar. Kind of see what's going to happen as far as economy, you know, regime changes, or the way the world is going, or things that happen. But as far as 2020, like that was a whole nother level than what anyone had ever expected. I, I mean, I, I think so many people, 
were impacted in so many different ways. You know, they always say there's going to be a new normal, but I, I don't really call it a new normal. I, I just call it, um, you know, just a transformational change for everybody. I think it forced a lot of people yeah. to do some deep, deep thinking, myself included. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so many people talked about pivoting. So many people talked about, you know, do I really want to continue on with this business? Should I continue on as an entrepreneur? Should I just get a job? Should I collect unemployment? Um, there's so much that people had to do. And I think it really brought to light systems that people need. Systems and growth-mindedness as well. Because a lot of places they were like, "Up, oh, pandemic shut down, closed forever." Yeah, and I mean, now you've got people yeah. out. I, I mean, for me, I started a uh, a luxury uh, marketplace uh, based out of here, where I am now in Miami, where we um, think of like Airbnb for yachts, homes, and autos, and everything that could possibly happen during that pandemic to slow that business and stop that business happened. It was just an incredible ride. And fortunately, we had wow. positioned that business in a way that we can kind of put it on ice um, until this mm -hmm. travel period has passed. Because anybody who follows knows that the travel and tourism industries are, you know, were clearly the most uh, affected by this. But the good news is yep. I was able to pivot, you know, uh, during that period of time. And I've created a new company that I think is a little bit, oh, cool. a little less subject to that called Insurious. Um, you know, we can talk a little bit about yeah. it, but we're really excited yep. about that yeah. product we'll because that. it's a fintech product, that, and that's really uh, something that's exciting in today's world. And we have something that nobody else has, which is an insurance product, which insures your most valuable gear uh, when you take it out of the home or, or your business. And there's really nothing like this. You can get insured in five minutes or less. You can insure thousands of dollars for a few dollars a month. Um, and it's basically all peril insurance. You can almost all peril, you know, this has to be a disclaimer a little bit on it, but it's insurance that'll cover you in an earthquake or a flood or anything. So imagine you have an expensive camera or you have a high-end bicycle or audio equipment, musical equipment, really almost anything like that outside the home. We insure it on the website, five minutes, you have insurance, you'll have the policy shortly thereafter. Um, and it's extremely economical. So we're very excited about the product. And, you know, it's, uh, it's an all-online product. So that's something that you can do from the comfort of your home, as they say. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So the title of this episode is Leader of the Pack with speaker and author Matt Sweetwood. Matt is the CEO and co-founder of Insurious, the insurance platform that protects your most valued gear and equipment. Is an internationally known professional speaker and consultant and has over 30 years of entrepreneurial experience. However, his greatest achievement is having raised five successful children to adulthood as a single dad. He is a frequent national TV and publication contributor and has a number one best-selling book, Leader of the Pack, How a Single Dad of Five Led His Kids, His Business, and Himself to Disaster success. You can click on his links and check out what he's doing at insurious.us. Go to msweetwood.com and check those links out. And Twitter is right there for you to click on, send him a friend request, and let him know 
that you listened to this episode of Life Transformation Radio. Matt, the first question that I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question you could ever ask yourself, is why. Why do you do what you do? I think for me, the why is really about success. And my why is always being driven to not fail. You know, I'm one of those people, and they always give this as advice, right? You always walk up with a positive attitude, and you'd be grateful for the world. And, okay, we understand all of that, grateful for your eyesight and grateful for the breath and the sun and being healthy and all of that. And certainly I am grateful for that. But I have a drive to be successful. And for me, that's the measure of a man. It's the measure of what you achieve in life. And so I'm always driven for that, no matter what I do, whether it's about raising my children or being a good partner in a relationship or being a good friend or running a business. I always want to have success in everything I do. So my why is always tied to that. And, you know, when I think of my life, I want, you know, on my tombstone, they can write, he was successful and I'll be a happy guy (laughs) for eternity. I like it. Yeah, I like that, man. The show is about transformation. And like we had said before, there are a lot of transformations that, that came about last year. But for you, what is a transformational moment changed you, transformed you, and put you on the path to what you're doing today? I mean, I can pick many, many moments, but I think the real pivotal moment in my life came, you know, 20 years ago, something like that. And I talk about this in my book, Leader of the Pack. In fact, I focus on it's one of the focus points in the book where my life really was in the crapper. Um, My wife and the mother of my five little children had walked out on us. I had children. I was I had to be a single dad for kids ages 18 months through eight years old. Imagine, right? One still in diapers. The oldest eight, five kids, mother leaves. My business was failing. The legal system was being extremely unfair to me. Um, I was miserable Mm. as a person. I was lonely. I was really not in a good spot. And I spent a lot of time feeling sorry for myself, not being able to um, to sort of find the strength or the courage to, to really figure out how to be a father and how to do all of this. And I remember one day I was sitting with my kids. I was looking at them and they were kind of looking at me, looking up at me. And I just had this moment where I realized that I was responsible for them, that I had to make this mm-hmm. ship go. And they didn't ask to be born. They didn't ask to have this happen to them. And I just sort of mm-hmm. looked and I said, you know what? It's time to man up. And I took a look at myself, overweight, out of shape. I looked at my business. I looked at them and I'm like, I, I mean, I can remember. We were sitting like in the living, <laughs> the living room. I think I had some football game on the TV, background noise. They were running around a little bit messed up. And, you know, we're just sort of sitting there and I just said to myself, that's it. It's time to go from a boy to a man. I was in my, uh, you know, I'd say uh, late 20s, early, early 30s. I said, it's time to man up. And I started to fix things one by one by one. And I talk about this sort of transformation in my book. So for me, I can remember that pivotal moment. 
It wasn't like anything earth shadowing happened. It was accumulation of mess that I had gotten myself into with a whole assortment of things that I had done wrong and bad decisions and allowing things to happen that I shouldn't and just not doing what you're supposed to do. And um, I remember that moment and I sort of tightened my belt and not that it was easy, but we walked out of that. So for me, that was the transformational moment that I said to myself, from now on, we're going to find success in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that. What, what do you think makes a person do that? I mean, most people, I think, would just crop into a ball and go with me and, you know, be out of my life. You know, what What do you think really makes somebody get up and say, you know what, enough, i got to make this happen. i got kids, i got a house, i got business, i got responsibilities. Look, I, I give a I have a really cool keynote speech that I give on finding success. And one of the things that I always say is that leadership and success are within everybody's capability. They're built into you. God gives you this. And mm-hmm. what you need to do to tap into that obviously is extremely personal. In my case, I looked at my kids, you know, and I realized that feeling sorry for myself and allowing the situation to get worse was not going to fix anything and was just going to lead me down to a place where there was going to be no recovery. And so I think in my case, I found motivation, the love of my kids, and, you know, that drive to really want to be successful. But I think everybody needs to find that thing that they can pull and motivate themselves and find that success. But everybody should know, I don't care what you're doing in your life, what your job is, what your situation. You can be a leader. You can be successful. You just have to sort of tap into that within you. Perfect. So a little resilience people have or don't have, which I think is a learned behavior. You can learn to be resilient. And I applaud you for your resilience in one of the darkest spots. I can't even imagine. I've got four kids, three, six, four and one that's about 18 so it's a little easier but at the same time I still can't imagine trying to raise the kids still and, and have them right here I, she does so much you know yeah, and that's um, tough you know I always say that God gives you never never gives you more than you can handle I don't say that of course we all know we've heard that um, and I yeah. think that I think that that happening to me forced, you know, I always think if my wife had, let's say my wife had stayed, you know, the mother of the kids had stayed and we had sort of this miserable marriage, you know, difficult marriage, and I would have never grown. I never would have been forced to get to jump to action. I think of times, even when my business was struggling and, you know, I was in the electronics business and it was subject to all sorts of technological disruptions, marketplace disruptions, like everything you can think of. And I can think of times mm-hmm. when, you know, we're like, okay, maybe we should give this up. And I would turn to my partners. I'm like, I got five kids to feed. I got five kids going to college. You know, I got, I got a mortgage to pay. I got, no, we're not giving this up. We're going to make this work. And I think that that motivation, that thing is what really, you know, keeps you going. And for me, that was really, really what it was about. It was always about that. So, you know, that's how people, you got to find your own thing yeah. that drives you. Yeah, I love it. I love that answer, man. So, 
moving forward out of that transformation, you had to do something. So tell everybody what it was that that elevated you, but what do you do now that elevates the world around you? So I have a philosophy that I live by. You know, look, I, you know, I've been lucky enough, you know, to be sort of a important person in the photo industry. That's where I came from, electronics photo industry. I was chairman of the board of a few nonprofits. You know, we did some really good things, particularly when I was in New York. You know, that I've been in Florida. I'm sort of looking for my next thing. But I believe that um, that you do best in the world one person at a time. And so I have a philosophy that I live by, which says that every person I interact with, I don't care whether it's the dude pumping your gas at the gas station or it's the waitress at the restaurant or it's the CEO of the company that you're trying to do business with. It, it doesn't matter. You leave, that person should leave you better off in some way than when they met you. If that means just a smile, a compliment, a, an affirmation, uh, something, just anything that you can do to make a person in a better way when they left you, I think if you make that a life philosophy, good things, good karma will come your way, and I think that's a way to really improve the world one person at a time. It's the ultimate play-it-forward uh, game, you know, the play-it-forward thing mm-hmm. when you're just doing it, not when you're doing it at the line at McDonald's, when you're doing it on an everyday basis. So when you pass the doorman in your building, you know, you say, how's it going, have a good day, or know something about his life and, you know, ask him a question about that. If it's the UPS guy who delivers to your door, thank him for delivering the packages. Tell him you appreciate him delivering those packages in 90 degree heat or, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes if I'm at a restaurant, I'll not only leave a tip, but I'll write a note on the bill that says, I appreciate you did. I appreciate you made my fries extra well done. I'll remember that. And, that kind of thing. So I think if you do that and you make that a way of life without sounding too like, uh, you know, pie in the sky, kumbaya kind of thing, I think you make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that, man. And absolutely right. I love, I was always taught that you need to leave things. I don't care if it's, you know, a person's house that you go to, a friend's house, you borrow a car, you you borrow a tool, wherever you go, you always want to leave things kind of better than you found them. That's a great philosophy to, you know, to live by. And I think in your book, Leader of the Pack, it, it speaks volumes of the way that you overcame, that you endured, because a lot has happened. You know, and we look back on it, and, you know, I think you nailed it. You said, I wouldn't have grown. It's so easy to have grown. And I think not only you grew, but the children grew as well. You know, that's a really interesting point because, you know, the thing that I kind of didn't mention in the story is that the mother disappeared from their life and ultimately never came back. And so they never really saw their mother mm. again. And, you know, you always wonder, would they be better off with the circumstance or better without, you know, I won't get mm-hmm. into the details of it because that's kind of sure. like read the book kind of thing. Yep. But, yep. Um, yep. you know, I think that it forced them to be tough. 
you know, and while there's mm-hmm. obviously deficiencies, you know, mothers provide a very important part of the growing up equation. I can say with a big duh, of course. Um, but on the other <laughs> hand, you know, they had to learn resilience also and learn to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make their way through without some of the things that you find in more typical situations. And I find that my kids are pretty tough, you know, for that generation, you know, I'm sure you and I can have a little discussion about this next generation and, you know, their overall lack of toughness maybe, but I'm pretty proud oh, of how, yeah. I'm pretty proud of how, you know, tough my kids are. None of them are, you know, are wimps, even though they're all, you know, they're millennials and, you know, they have the things that go with that generation, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. And I think that is a function of, you know, what they were through. Yeah, there's a lot of research studies done about dual parents and single parents in the home and how successful the children would be. And I can't name too many studies where the mom is gone and the dad raises the kids and and the overall outcome of that. There's a lot that says, oh, dual parents are there. You know, you've got to... X amount of chance to, to be successful. They've got, you know, two parents and, you know, with dad in the home. And it's always about this dad. Or if it's a single mom, you know, their chances of being successful or going to college or having whatever the, the dad would bring to that relationship, you know, it's completely dwindled. You know, you have an X amount of percentage, you know, and I was just looking up, like, what happens if mom is in the home? Not a whole lot of studies. Not a whole lot of studies about when mom leaves or if mom's not there or whatever the circumstance that dad is single dad raising the kids. There's not a whole lot of data. There's not a whole lot of research done about that. There's also some research done about about Christianity that says that if mom is the spiritual leader of the home, when the kids turn 18, they have a significant reduced chance of following that on. And then if if mom and dad are together, but mom is still the spiritual leader of the home, it's increased because you've got two parents. The chances are increased. And then if mom and dad are together and dad is the spiritual leader of the home, then it's over like 80% chance that the kids when they turn 18 would follow in the footsteps of being a Christian. Like that was a mind-blowing research study for me and just kind of sticks out um you know you know i'm we, listening we never to that. we never did that you know i'm listening to that, that a lot of a few, bunch of comments on that um i'll sort of go backwards forward so first of all that's fascinating sure. i just i just took a breath when you said that very very interesting so in judaism the father is typically the spiritual leader it's just the way mm-hmm. it's just the way it's done and, you know, you wonder whether the wisdom was built in there in that way. You know, um, you know, the father reads from the Torah, you know, the, the, the boys, they have a bar mitzvah, they read from the Torah and so on. And so, uh, you know, you wonder whether that is sort of built into the thousands of years of wisdom. And, <laughs> right. right, you know, and obviously, you know, we're talking Judeo-Christian, you know, beliefs. Um, it's sort sure. of, in a way, I guess it's not surprising. That that's the case. But I will tell you a very, I will provide you with a very interesting stat. And this stat is a few years old, and it's probably even larger today. But 
It turns out that one quarter of all single parent homes are led by men. And that is a mind-blowing statistic wow. because you wouldn't think that, but it's totally true. On my website, I actually link msweetwood.com. I actually link to the article about that. And it's a, it's a fascinating Holy study. Smoke. And I'll bet that, and, and like I said, that study is probably about four or five years old at this point. And I'll bet that it's even more today. It's Holy an amazing smoke. Study. So it turns out I there's a never lot guessed. of dads out there that are the leaders of the family. And it's not the case. I'm not suggesting that in one quarter of the cases, the mom walks away from the kids. Sure. I'm not saying that there's all sorts sure. of circumstances why the kids are with yeah. dads. You know, in today's world with uh, women um, having, you know, more and more a uh, workplace uh, superiority, you know, the ability to earn more money yep. than men do in the workplace, them uh, exceeding yep. greater levels in education and so on. I think you're going to see that more where you have a family and there's a decision made where the father stays home and, and the wife, the mother works. Um, I think you see that. I, you know, I think you see lots of uh, variations of that. So I believe that that number, that 25% number is going to continue to go up. Yeah. Yeah. I would never, ever, ever have guessed that it would be that high. Like I would have never guessed. That's well, it's also a media control thing, right? Whatever. It's also a little bit of well, media. Yeah, that. that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because that goes yeah. against a little bit of the narrative, you know, that men are <laughs> men are not yep. so, in, yep. so, totally so good. That. So, I mean, yeah. some other things, too. Totally get that. Know, I mean, we can, I can whip out all sorts of statistics. You know, the United States has the highest rate of children living in single-parent families, single-parent households of any country. That's crazy, right? Wow. So, so America has the most kids mm-hmm. living in a single-parent home. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wow. And, you know, and we can really dig down – we can really dig down into the stats, you know, because we know the situation in, in minority, um, you know, people of color, their homes, there's a lot of absentee fathers in those, um, in those homes and so on. It's, it's, uh, you know, and if you sort of segregate out these statistics and you sort of do it by that, you can see the effect of all of this on cultures, you know, and the effect of all of this mm-hmm. on poverty, the effects of all of this on all sorts of things that happen along the way. Oh, for sure. Culture has so much to do with it. So much to do with it. I've been in, to a lot of countries in the world, and the, the the family unit, that's a lot of culture and a lot of history and a lot of tradition. Yes, of course. You know, and we could argue wow. that today, the 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 traditional family unit or, or you know, I don't, and I don't mean traditional – I mean, you know, a whole family unit um, of whatever that means. Right. You know, I want to be, I want to be, you know, progressive about it. I think that the likelihood of success for children increases in that kind of environment. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. For sure. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So your book, Leader of the Pack, where is it available? How can people get that book? Okay, very easy. You can go to msweetwood.com, click the link there. But it's available on Amazon. Um, you can get it in ebook, uh, you know, soft cover or audiobook. 
And I'm very proud of that. If you go out there actually on Amazon, you uh, do a leader of the pack, Max Wewood, it'll come up and you're going to see I have 135 star reviews on it. It was a number one bestseller. And you'll see the reviews are people talking about how much it has changed their life and affected their life, which I'm really proud of. You know, for me, that's a, um, a, a really, really the reason you write a book. I'm sure you know you don't write a book to make money. Mm-hmm. Many people think that you write no. a book because you, you, if you calculate <laughs> nope. the number of hours that it takes to write a book and what it costs to promote it and what it costs to get it there, and then you calculate that out, you are much better off working at Starbucks and you know getting free coffee. So I think that you know we all for know sure. that. So for me, writing the book, given the crazy circumstances of my life and I, I had a moment one day where I realized that none of this could have happened if I wasn't meant to tell the story. And the most rewarding thing that I've had come to me is I've had people read that book, people I don't even know, and just write me and reach out to me and say, thank you for this. It changed my life. It, I, I understand why this happened in my life or what I need to do. And for me, you'll see it in, mm-hmm. even in the reviews. People talk about that. For me, there's no bigger reward than that. Right. You know, I completely agree. So many people I talk to because you know, we, we publish books for people and work on their books and market them and, you know, that. And so many people are like, well, when can I expect money? And when can I was like, if you're going to write a book so that you can get rich, you are in the wrong mindset already. This is a, this is a calling card. This is a business card this is a it's the ultimate business card right the i door. mean that's what it's about right yeah this, it's, it's a step into the door you know as a speaker i'm more than comfortable giving away 50 copies of my book to the audience who will then take that home read it and give it to somebody else so that they can read it as well yeah, uh, that's right and i've seen this i've seen this play out so many so many different times that I, I give it to somebody and then they're like, Hey, got your book from this person. We just wanted to say how amazing or here's what I thought of the book or, you know, whatever. So yeah, if you think that you're going to write a book and then, you know, and, and it's not to say that like Penguin, Hay House, you know, traditional publishers are still paying but they understand how the game is played way more than the author understands how the game is played. You know, so there are traditional publishers that are still out there, but most of the people, I think Amazon, like a year ago, said that, what was it, almost a million books a year or some yeah, astronomical number. number every month or a year are being uploaded to Amazon. Crazy amount of books. Yeah, and, can't even read them all. No, and and the and the only and a lot of them are you know just pieced together books. I mean, I, I mean, you'll see obviously yeah. if you if you you know for those that go out and read my book, you'll see it's a re- <laughs> it's a real story, a real book. It took me many years to put together. Right. This is not something that's you know. Because public, I will tell you, publishing is quite easy. You can easily, you know, uploading a book only takes literally a half an hour. So, um, you know, you yep. can put anything together and put up there. And they don't exactly do quality control, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> no, 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 they don't. No, no and but, then you upload the book, and you know, that's when the work that's when the work begins because you have to actually let people know because nobody does it for you. You yep. have to do it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the hard part is marketing the book and selling more than fifty copies or a hundred copies. You know, you see guys that are like you know, over a million copies sold. People are like, How did you do that? Well, there's like anything else, there's a system, there's a strategy. So you just you know, know the industry. Know what you're doing as far as marketing and branding and you know, all that. It's, it's no different than any other product you're gonna make or or what have you. So uh love love the title by the way, Leader of the Pack, how a single dad of five led his kids, his business, and himself from disaster to success. Love that. Uh, I'm curious about as we move to close the show, I'm curious about insurance. Can you tell us a little bit about that platform and uh and really what made you open that or create that? Um yeah, so Insurious came about, um, you know, a bunch of us got together. Uh, I got asked to help run the company by uh, two individuals that came from the insurance business. And the irony was because I've come from the, the camera business, the electronics business, whatever you want to call it, photo business, there was a huge need. I literally, in the retail side of my business, uh, I would have people come in our superstore almost once a day and say, my camera equipment was stolen and my homeowner's policy, my business insurance doesn't cover it. I was on a shoot. I was shooting a wedding and somebody knocked while they were dancing, knocked the camera out of my hands and it broke. I was, you know, at this shoot, I was this. And there's a whole sort of things that happen when you have that camera coming out. All I did was put it on the table to pay the bill for lunch. And I turned around and it was gone. My car got, I just used to hear these stories. And what was really sad was their regular insurance didn't cover it. They would have extended warranties. They would have all sorts of things on the equipment, but it wouldn't cover it. This this kind of product never existed. And so it was kind of ironic when these people came to me and said, we have this, you want to, I said, Hey, look, the photography business camera industry, this is really perfect for this business. They, it's a very low cost product. In other words, for 12, $13 a month, you can get, Six seven thousand dollars worth of coverage, cover all of your equipment against anything like this, and and then I was able to apply technical expertise so that we have a fintech product. As what that means is that you can go online and in five minutes get insurance. So this was a really sort of a, a maybe meant to be kind of thing, where I had experience in the business and experience need for the product, and this product came about. And we're very excited about it because I think it really has a chance to do well. It's two weeks old, the product. We just launched it two weeks ago, just beginning, you know, marketing <laughs> and talking about it. That's great. Great. That's, that's great. So it's brand new. Absolutely brand new. We're I like, it. To, like I said, two weeks, and we're very, very excited, you know, to see where it goes. Because I know, you know, coming from that industry that there's such huge pent-up demand for it. All you have to do is go to insurious.us, enter some basic information, and you'll have a policy shortly thereafter. Very cool stuff. There you go. Oh, that's super cool. I'm going to tell my videographer and uh, my graphics designer guy about it. He does a lot of pictures, and he goes everywhere. He's always doing shoots, and he's always taking video, and he's always doing a lot of other stuff. I'll have to, I'll have, to have him check it out. Check it out. 
Yeah, and, and, that's exactly more the, and that's exactly the kind of person have, because a videographer takes his equipment around, is traveling with it, has it in its car, oh, and it's yeah. subject to all sorts of issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely send the link to those guys. My my team, uh, I, I would have never guessed that this is a this is a need. I would have never never guessed that um, my insurance company would, like wouldn't pay for certain things like that. Usually, you have property insurance or some kind of a something that would cover it. I didn't even think that that would even be an issue. But then again, I'm not in the uh, photography and videography business. However, you and I are both speakers, and we bring equipment with us, laptops, microphones. I bring uh, my podcast gear with Exactly so right. Cover and, that that? Stuff is covered. and that stuff is covered. I mean, you know, as well as I do, you go out there, right, and you're, you're speaking. You have your laptop on the desk. You have whatever audio equipment, whatever it is you have, your laser pointer. You have all of this stuff out there, and then people come up to you and start asking questions, and you're out in the audience, and you're doing this, and you're always kind of looking back over your shoulder, over your shoulder, you know, for that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, very true. And so it has a... It has a real application. I'm thinking about how many people I've sent this to because I know a lot of speakers that bring equipment with them. I know a lot of videographers. I know a lot of photographers and a lot of podcasters. I go to podcast events you know, back when live events was a thing. I go to four, four to six podcast conferences speaking at these conferences every year. And I bring a lot of stuff with me. Because <laughs> you want to do a podcast, like at a podcast event, like who doesn't want to do a podcast? So, wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to dig into that, man. I think that, uh, and now I got me kind of scared. Like, man, does my policy cover that? It doesn't. <laughs> like, I, I guarantee for, you, it doesn't. This is the, this is sort of the thing people, cause you go to people like, Oh, my homeowners covers that. I'm like, yeah, if it happens in your home, it may cover it. Unless of course your water heater breaks and it floods, and then it may not cover it. And, you know, if it's outside, right. you know, in your yard or you're walking down the street, it probably would. So it's a little bit, you're also getting uh, at the heart of how this has to be marketed. Because um, if, the, yeah. if people don't realize there's a problem and a need, they're not going to get it. So a little bit of the uh, education part of this, a little bit of the uh, marketing part is really m- making people understand there is a need and they have a problem and they're not covered. I'm going to do a post. I think I can, I think I can help you with the marketing part. I, I'm going to make a post about this because I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it makes sense. I can yeah, and there's nothing like it. And, and I will emphasize that there are kinds of insurance that insure some of your things when you leave the home, but they don't insure mm-hmm. for a lot of the things that can happen. You know, for example, I mean, this is like a, you know, right. a not likely one, but how about an earthquake? I guarantee you almost every policy, right? Most policies have exclusions for that. They have exclusions for hurricanes, natural disasters, terrorism, all sorts of exclusions in there. Our policy. Hurricanes happen every I'm not saying that the policy covers everything under every circumstance, but I will sure. I will say sure. that I believe that our policy is one, if not the most inclusive policy there is out there. I like it. And I like FinTech, everything you know, about that. World, we, do, that. we do things a little differently. It's not, 
you know, if you have a claim, it's done automatically. You know, it's, it's all sort of computerized online. You're unlikely to have to go sure. through agents and wait online and everything. You get the policy quickly. <laughs> claims are done quickly. It's all sort of just happening fast for you. Right. For sure. I think that's very cool. And the more I dig in, the more I see it positioned for the busy professional, for the traveling professional. That's right. Exactly. Right? For the traveling entrepreneur. I mean, that's you have an insurance policy for the traveling entrepreneur. And I bet, because I didn't really, as you talked about it, really understand how deep it would go. I thought I was covered. I mean, I got USAA. I got some property insurance, you know, for things that I have around the home. Mm-hmm. Kind of got me thinking a little bit. You know, That's right. I can promise you that if you, like, if you lose your laptop, if your laptop is stolen or you lose it, you drop it, you have it in the overhead compartment in the plane and it, you turn the thing falls out and bangs yeah. on the – that's it. You're done. Wow. Now, you definitely created a category, my friend. You definitely mm-hmm. that's right. created a new market category. But we got to get the word out there, and that's part of why I'm here talking to you. I'm, ha- I'm happy that you decided to let me on today, and, you know, it's a chance for me to talk about something new. So I'm excited about it. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to put out a post, man. I'll have some people kind of checking it out, and, you know, hopefully we get you some, some new clients. And well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. One of the things that we built, you know, in this world of, uh, you know, of marketing, we have an affiliate program. So, you know, you sign up, you get somebody else to sign up, it sort of pays down the line. And that's one of the ways, that's actually one of the ways we're going to market the product is by having influencers and affiliates. And so you can sign up as an affiliate and send your link to anybody. And, you know, we share, we share when people buy policies. So that's what I would do. I would go on go. and create an affiliate account. And it takes, takes like three mm-hmm. minutes to do it. And then you get your own link and you send that link to people and say, hey, I think this would be good for you. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Good idea. Affiliate, affiliate. And you got influencers, and influencer marketing is pretty popular. So uh, I like what's going on. Matt, thank you so much for your time. I'm glad we finally got to sit down, my friend. You're doing absolutely great things in this world. My hat off to you for what you've done with the circumstances that you were given. Yeah, and, you know, I just thank God every day for giving me the strength and getting us through it and putting us in, you know, an amazing circumstance. So I feel very blessed and I'm very grateful. What is your message to the listeners right now? If they listen to nothing else that you and I have talked about, but they happen to stumble upon this moment, what is your message to the listeners? I think... It's really the motto by, I, that I live by, which is if, if you want to make something happen, you want something positive to happen in your life, you have to simply ask yourself one question. How badly do I want it? And I promise you, if you want something badly enough, and I mean badly enough, you're going to do anything and everything it takes, hopefully legally and ethically, to make that happen. And that's really what it's about. And if you haven't succeeded ask yourself that question again. And maybe the answer is I don't really want it badly enough. So for me, that's always been the case. And even I do that now, sometimes things are not working like I want them to. And I say to myself, did I really want that badly enough? Was I willing to do whatever it took 
So for me, that's really what it's about. Ask yourself that question every day about the things that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Love it. Again, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you here telling your story and talking about Insurious. Go to Insurious, I-N-S-U-R-I-O-U-S, Insurious.us, and then go find his book, Wherever Books Are Sold, Leader of the Pack, How a Single Dad of Five Led His Kids, His Business, Himself from the Success. Matt, thank you so much for Radio. The pleasure has been all mine. Thanks for having me, Sean. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest, impacting the world around him. If any part of Matt and I's conversation has resonated with you, please go to the links in the show notes, click on those, and see what Matt is all about. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live an amazing life.